When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Can you tell how excited I am? That's right, the Detroit Lions with the big victory. And of course, this is our 100th episode of Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, a lot of podcasts don't make it this far, to be quite honest with you. So it's been great um, having our community come together. And we'll, we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast, too, as well. Just how much appreciative we are of the listeners and uh, giving us the ability to list, uh, to keep making this podcast week after week. I want to give a big shout-out as well to Justin Zaccone. That's his last name, S-Z-Y-K-O-W-N-Y. Look him up, Selfie Main Man on Instagram as well, but also you can look him up on LinkedIn and stuff. He he edits a podcast for us. He does a really good job, and uh, just major appreciation to him uh, for helping out with this nice like nice little local podcast. But he does a couple others as well, and he, he does an excellent job. So big shout-out to him. But mostly thank you to our listeners. On the 100th episode, we get to talk about the Detroit Lions, possibly the best game in the Matt Patricia era, a 34-16 win over the Jaguars. Um, at the end of the podcast as well, we'll have a bunch of uh, little voice memos that we asked for on social media um, from people. Uh, they sent them in. I don't know if we can get them all in there, but uh, we definitely will throw as many as we can. And uh, just thinking, uh, you know, this is just a big love fest, a lot of Kool-Aid. Uh, so sit back, get your best glass of Kool-Aid you've had in 100 episodes, and enjoy the pot. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back recording on October 20th. 2020. Remember that day, folks. This is the 100th episode of Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions yeah. podcast. Woo. And I, 
I'm Big Z, your host, and let's go around to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew who has been here for over 100 episodes and hopefully 100 episodes more. So we got Bob. Hello there. Rudd Dog. Yo. UJ. Hey, everyone. And Connor. What's up? And gentlemen, what a perfect way to celebrate our 100th episode after a big uh, 34-16 victory over the Jaguars on the road. The Lions moved to 2-3 and three on the year, 2-1 and one on the road, actually, 0-2 oh at home this year. Um, but what, what a great – this is arguably the best one of the best games of the Matt Patricia era so far, and uh, he picked a good time to do it as our 100th episode uh, approached here. So he, he knew it. He knew it. He knew it. It was a stay of execution <laughs> game. Uh, and he, he helped. Uh, the the Kool-Aid is going to be flowing uh, at least for another week here. Um, but, man, just a lot of good things to go over in this game. Uh, and I, I would say Matt Stafford didn't even play nearly you know close to what he's capable of. And the Lions still won this game with relative ease. And I think that's an encouraging sign, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, what? You guys would agree, right? Uh, Matt Stafford didn't play a, a top-notch game. I think he played no, better, he but I, not like typical Stafford still. Yeah, no, he's he's still missing, strangely missing certain passes for some reason. Just that he would never miss before. He is having some problem with his receivers dropping balls, though. So yeah. you know, True. some credit goes there to the receivers. But uh, no, Stafford's not his his great self right now. But uh, he, I think he's trending that way, though. Stafford thought, throw the game, that sidearm uh, yeah, where the guy's say, jumping over. That was classic <laughs> yeah. Stafford there with the sidearm. And, and even the touchdown pass to uh, Hawkinson was sidearm too. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, like the I thought Stafford throw. did fine. They didn't rely on him too much to do everything. So I think that worked right. out well. I think he did a good yeah. job. So, so let's focus on what did work. And let's stay on the offensive Swift. side of the ball for now. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries. 114 yards or 116 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Welcome to the it's NFL, our fourth 100 yard rusher since 2013, right? <laughs> yeah, and the last one since Karyon Johnson did it against Kansas City last year. I think there was a conversation in the coaches. Hey, didn't we didn't we draft a running back in like in the second round? <laughs> oh, let's try that guy. Yeah, and it oh voila, it worked. Yeah, amazing I mean, when you use the talent that you've acquired. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and um. And they did it with using all eight offensive linemen in this game. One of the more bizarre things you'll see in terms of uh, all eight offensive linemen playing in one game. Yeah, that was strange. Two coming out for dehydration, which is kind of concerning, no? Yeah, TJ Lamb. Well, the right side of the line doesn't get as much water as the left side of the line. I think that's what it is. TJ Lang ripped him pretty good for that. He's uh, like, That's like the one thing you can control is your hydration level. So uh, Yeah, but they did a good job that's not they, acceptable. with their – Big rotation because our run blocking was was excellent. Yeah, quite good. I believe number one in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Z, you you can probably correct me on that. But uh, yeah, they were rated very high this week. Yeah, who sent that, Con- uh, Connor? You sent that to us before, right? Uh, the the article from yeah, uh, number one according to PFF in the league. Yeah, so that that's an encouraging sign. That's what the Lions, uh, Bob Quinn have been working for uh, the last three years is a uh, top running game like that. And if they can continue this going forward, uh, watch out NFL. Uh, but man, the, the, the rotation isn't, it was, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, just, I think the Lions like Tyrell Crosby so much at right tackle. They're going to stick with big V at right guard. I think you're right. There was a video clip of him just trucking this defense. Yeah. It was absolutely classic. And it I just don't know like who, ten yards on the field just truck this guy. It was 
just it made me a tear come out of my eye <laughs> i saw it happen i don't know though the, i think it's going to partly depend on with it, when we get jonah jackson and doll back both healthy at the same time fully everyone's good to go that could create a situation where they move big v back out to tackle I see Jonah Jackson moving to left guard, Big V at right guard, and Tyrell Crosby so at right Dahl, tackle. So the odd man out. Yes. Hmm? I can yeah. See that too. Hmm. Yeah, I can see. But you still have that. But you still have good depth there. Oh yeah. And obviously, depth comes into play in a game like this. Uh, and I'd rather have Dahl coming in than Abushi or Wiggins, so. And and staying on the offensive side of the ball, uh, and and with Stafford uh, in this game, that touchdown pass to Hawkinson made him. Uh, he has now thrown a touchdown pass against every team in the NFL except for the Detroit Lions. Uh, so I know well, I, was, that too. I was on a Facebook group and we were talking about that, and they said uh, you should uh, count the Lions too because he threw that pick six against the Bears. So that so <laughs> like yeah, that was a touchdown against the Lions that he threw. But, He's probably had more than one of those. I feel like in his career, <laughs> probably. But. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh man, but uh, and I think Matt Stafford is asked about. It. He's like, oh, he's just like, he's like, oh, cool. Uh, they can put that on my gravestone, I guess, or something. <laughs> so he didn't care for that stat too much. Uh, but Stafford also moves to six and zero in the state of Florida, for whatever that's worth. Can we he, move the Lions to Florida, and he's uh, throwing a touchdown against every team besides the Detroit Lions. That's yeah. That's what we were just yes. saying. Yeah. Deja vu. You drinking too much Kool Aid over there, Connor? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. I was reading an article. <laughs> I like get your head in the game, son. Get your head in the game. Oh man, but um, uh, it, and it, it in this game again, it, I just uh, love what Kenny Kenny Galladay brings to the offense. Uh, four mm -hmm. catches over a hundred yards. Uh, on his Instagram account, he said, "This this uh, shit's gonna cost you." Yeah, <laughs> meaning uh, extend him and pay him as a top five wide receiver. I like three uh, or four players responded too, like backing him up. So, oh, did they? Yeah, I forgot which ones. Uh, the players always post. back each other up when it comes to the money. Oh yeah, True. yeah. Mm -hmm. they, oh, they I think Duran Harmon might have been yeah. one of them. But I don't remember. <laughs> um, in regards to that, man, if the Lions haven't extended him now, pay that man. He. He realizes he can be franchised next year. I think that's where the Lions are going to go, uh, franchising him. Yeah, I think they should. I just don't lock like him that. Down. I want them to. I want them to extend him. Yeah, personally. I hope they get a contract. Is there like a corresponding player they're saving the, like cap space for or something for that? I don't understand. Like who? Who else is more important to re-sign at this point? I don't know. In the Bob Quinn era, they just seem to like like the spot where they're at, like twenty-five million in cap space. They've like stayed pretty mm -hmm. consistent there. I don't know. If, maybe they're like waiting for like. They know it's the right situation and go all in, like with a trade and take on a bigger contract during the season. I know they like that flexibility. Yeah, I like um, resigning. But I don't know him. what their plan is. I like trying to resign him long term, but I, I I don't hate it if we get a franchise tag as long as we re retain his services. You know, we can always negotiate a long term contract next year. Yeah, um, but. A, lo a lot of encouraging things from the offense in this game, especially from the run game. Lions had 11 more minutes of time of possession. That's always nice to see. That means no mm -hmm. three and outs, constantly holding the ball. Uh, so a lot of encouraging signs from the offensive side. Absolutely. And uh, the the ja again, we say all this, yeah. and we were playing the Jaguars, who have one of the three bottom defenses in the NFL. Yeah, we need like an asterisk graphic here. <laughs> like, this game has an asterisk next to it. It was the Jaguars. But well, they're uh you still got to beat those teams still... though, man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, they, the Lions did what they were supposed to do in the, in this game. And now let's flip it to the other side of the ball and that that was arguably even more encouraging because of how bad they've been. Um and yeah. only giving up 16 points and you know one of those is kind of a, you know, late 
uh, what what do they call it? Garbage uh, time. Garbage, garbage time. There you go. <laughs> Losing my. And to be fair, the Jacksonville had a pretty good run game coming into this, and we we stifled their run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What they have like forty three rushing yeah. yards or something crazy like that. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. You know, yeah. in my prediction, I was I was a little off on my prediction score wise. You know, fifty five nothing. Yeah, well, just a little off on that. But I did say we're gonna see Patricia's defense come to form, and this is the best look at of what his schemes and the way it can be played have looked like so far to to date. I don't think I can think of another game. Maybe the Patriots game that first year, but like. We saw aggressive blitzes that were effective, and our guys were getting home. and And then, in return, the deep, the secondary played a lot better, and the run stuff. And I mean, it just it came together really nicely. I mean, regardless of less talent, the scheming just looked so much better. Yeah, uh, Minshew said he saw some looks out there that confused him. I don't know if it's because he's Minshew or. They were really yeah, mixing right. things up. <laughs> the <laughs> Fu Manchu, <laughs> but he gave a lot of credit to the, to the scheme me. that they were using against them. So, yeah. And then my big hope is that this isn't like the Giants game last year, where it was like in the late in the game season we we blitzed the crap out of them, and it was like, oh yes, we're finally being aggressive, and they never did it again the rest of the season. Yeah. I expect to see something similar to what we saw as far as aggressiveness going forward. Yeah, didn't you guys like just individual players the way everybody was like hitting hard out there? Every yeah. they seemed yeah. fired yeah. up. Yeah. What was and, that and, one like, sandwich play? That was really cool. Oh yeah, oh, came yeah. in and, like Trey Flowers. Hey, flowers yeah, flowers was a menace out there today. Flowers was amazing. Or not today, and, whatever Sunday. And now they they reduced uh, the role of Jared Davis, but when he's in there, he's really effective now. I mean, he's he's got what do you have yeah. like six rush attempts, you know, to get the quarterback. Yeah, and he had three hurries exactly. in that situation. He forced a fumble out of bounds. You know, he so he's he's out there hitting and yeah. and doing yeah. well. Yeah, he was only out there for eleven plays, but he's their <clears> highest graded uh, nice. defender. Keep, I want to keep yeah. developing in that role, man. Yeah. Um. It's, yeah. Uh, just speaking about hits, I love the swift hit that he put on the linebacker in this game. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. You want to talk about contact? Run. Um. But going back to Draw Davis, um, and Bobby, you brought this up er- earlier today in our text thread. Um, the fact that there's rumors out there about him. Poss- Again, he, if uh, you don't recall, listeners, is that Draw Davis, uh, the Lions declined his fifth year option, so he becomes a free agent after this season. And what we've seen under Bob Quinn is that he likes to trade guys, Golden Tate. Uh, mm. Well, Quandre Diggs is here early. Uh, but these guys that might be out of the way out the door, uh, getting value for him before you know, they yeah. become free agents. And uh, we, didn't, so, we didn't pick up his and, option, so it's but right. The, yeah. But the Steelers apparently have some interest. And <laughs> you can see it now. I think Rud Dog is saying like uh, how it's just like, you uh, can see him be becoming an all-pro for the Steelers. The next Kyle <laughs> Van Noy for the yeah, – Oh, God. Because I, I you can picture him in that defense. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Just harassing so quarterbacks. It's such an aggressive defense, you know, and they can use him in one-dimensional way. That serves his talents, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we need to do more. I, maybe he's one-dimensional. Let's use that one dimension. Right. Yeah. You know? I'd personally yeah, keep him – the rest of this year. I mean, I don't think you're going to yeah. get much for him in a trade. It, I think you're going to get a fifth round pick at most. Fifth or sixth, I, yeah. You you get to like a fourth round range and I start to get interested, but anything really less, a fifth round's not enough for me. Like, rather yeah. see him try to get them what his, because you know, we all know it. He has the skill set, like the, the talent to do something in a, in a defensive backfield. Like, uh-huh. And I just want to see them figure out what that is. And it looks like they're actually doing it, which is very encouraging. 
Um, but speaking of low round talent, actually, there is a guy I wanted to bring up um, that work, has now worked his way into a starting role and becoming super effective on early downs. That's John Penasini. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, was, he was graded as the fifth best interior defense alignment against the run this week in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that, that's just if I I see a lot more playing time for him going forward. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. he was great in the middle with the Nick Williams Danny Sheldon on the, the side and Nick Williams. Yeah, I, I really like what they yeah. got going there on the line right now. I, I hope they keep going with him at nose. Again, he's yeah. like he's not a guy that's going to generate a, a a ton of pass rush for you, but he's going to guy that's going to clog up one or two guys on yeah. the line. He's he's not going to get blown back exactly. Uh, three yeah. yards. He, and you want him out uh, there because. You want a guy with the funny name, you know, like penis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's critical. That's okay. critical. And, and he does. That for and he does got. He does got <laughs> yeah. lead in his pants, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here. Yes. Uh, hey uh, Zeke, I don't know if you're getting to this next, but we have an emerging star at cornerback, who is not Jeff Okuda, yeah. who is also an emerging star. Yes. Awarie. Is like however you say it. <laughs> he has oh, to be. Yeah, what's his grade on PFF? He's got to be doing pretty well. I have to. Um, his grade this week was a seventy-two. But let me. He was targeted ten times this week. He's thrown at ten times. Only gave up wow. two catches for twenty yards. Oh man. Akuda was targeted seven times. Uh, he gave up five catches for seventy yards, including one thirty-five yard easy reception down the sideline where he just. Bit hard on a oh, fake yeah. out route. Yeah. Is that his best grade of the season, though? Because this, this is Jeff Okuda's best passes grade. is like a big upgrade for him. I think the only yeah, time he got burned on that one play, interception. He got burned pretty that? early, and then he kind of settled down. I thought Okuda. Yeah, that was definitely it was, what was that a thirty-five yard reception or something like that? Uh, yeah, he yeah. graded Jeff Okuda graded super high uh, tackling though this week. He. The one thing you can't give him is that he's been a pretty uh, sure tackler. He's uh, a very willing tackler. I love that about yeah. him. Yeah, and I mean, by the way, you people looking into the future, this bodes well. Warrior and, and Okuda, and I think Okuda's gonna be really good. Yeah. Okay. He's a rookie. I know we're giving him shit because you know he's having some struggles early, but they all do. But Awari is turning into legit cornerback, and then with Okuda approving in the next year or two, we're gonna have a couple of best corners in all of football right there. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a couple of the other defenders that graded extremely high in the 90s uh, were Trey Flowers. Uh, nice strip sack fumble as well in this yeah, game. He, he that's yeah. what he needs to do. We need to see more of that out of him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a defensive co-captain. You would hope, you know. Uh, Dur- Not to the Duran Harmon. Duran Har- Harmon and Jamie Collins as well. Both mm-hmm. grading about 90. I thought our safeties did really well on Sunday. Um, yeah. Will Smith's best game. Some good picks uh, and Harris. good uh, drops. Yeah, yeah, Will Smith. One play. <laughs> Where's DJ Jazzy Jeff? Lost. Was he out there? Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry I about think the linebacker. Will, I think Will Harris is about as good as Will Smith would be if we just threw him out there to play safety right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you get to catch that on all the kerfuffle, um, Will Harris only won one snap in this game. So yeah, he goes from starter to uh, really barely getting on the field. I want to know more about that. We got to get Patricia on the pod. Yeah, right. Yeah, do, can you get yeah. up on the line there, uh? Z? Uh? No, we, we've we've cut off communication. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was Big Z got offended when he told him to stand up straight last time we were talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Reggie Ragland's been getting a lot more work at linebacker as well. Uh, kind of, I think he's taking more of the Gerard Davis snaps at least. Uh, him and Tavai kind of have been splitting those up. 
Well, like you, like you said, uh, Davis, uh, hopefully they find a role for him uh, going how, forward. How did Jones grade out? Because he had one pass deflection. He graded out at 83. He yeah, was only solid. he was in there for 22 snaps, uh, so definitely one of the lowest. Uh, I, I think it's his lowest appearance of the season in really? terms of snaps on the field. Yeah, yeah. We still got a, a pass defense, so that's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, he was most effective in the run in this game, not really effective in the pass. I think uh, Raglan might be a sneaky good acquisition because he's yeah. he's uh, not flashy, but he's yeah. solid, you know, gets the job done. Yeah, and he, and he graded really high in coverage in this game. Nice. Uh, so is that what, like what we got to make the linebackers can cover somebody? Right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like we got the two top linebackers we had a chance to take at that draft because we took Jared Davis and then Raglan went the next round and everyone's like, why didn't we take Raglan? Well, now we got him. We can buy him to make one super player, and we and now we're getting results. Yeah, one player who uh, dipped a little bit to me was Jack Fox. Both of his punts were in the end zone <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yeah, you so, let us yeah. down, Jack. <laughs> no, he's forty-five right. yard and twenty-five yard net. So yeah, his punts were short though. He didn't even have to punt us deep out of trouble, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is new. Like it's not line. a knock. I just feel like we've been so positive. You know, we just got to get one little criticism. <laughs> right. He was oh, probably yeah. confused. Sorry, Jack, we had to hammer you there, buddy. <laughs> we still he love you. Con- he still leads the league in net punt average. I think. He was probably confused. He's like, why am I punting with like, why I don't have to like flip the field? Like, this doesn't make sense. I've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Lions only allowed 243 pass yards in total, 43 Ooh. on their ground. So if we can do that against the Falcons this upcoming week. Super Bowl, uh, yeah. here we come. It'd be a tough test against Falcons. Yeah, this yeah. is a big test. Yeah, we'll we'll be previewing that later this week. Uh, but definitely a uh, a big, a big a big difference from this Jaguars offense moving to the Falcons offense for sure. Especially if Julio Jones is healthy, which all by all accounts he will be. Um, but Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Yeah, so I mean, who would you guys say is the the player of this game? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift. I think this is his breakout game, and that's what I'll remember it for. I agree. I agree yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I go Swift, one. and if we're going to if we get a defensive guy, I'd go Trey Flowers on that. But uh, yeah, I was going to say Trey Flowers. Okay. I mean, I think we're with, all on the same page there. With how well the defense did, I I'd have to say Trey Flowers was the player of the game. But I'm really excited for Swift. I I have to think he's you know RB one at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Adrian Peterson yes. might get like thirty percent. I don't know, and I don't know where that leaves carry on. So. So Peterson had 15 carries. Swift had 14 in this game. Uh, do we expect that 50-50 split, or uh, it's going to keep trending towards Swift getting maybe like 20 and Peterson gets 10 by the end of the season? I would personally like to see a trend more to Swift. Yeah. I don't want to take Peterson out of the game. I think he's been very valuable to us, and I think he's a tough runner. He gets some tough yards. But I think we need – he had 14 carries this game. I think Swift needs to get upwards toward closer to 20, mm-hmm. like 18 to 20. I'm all... I mean, he's his values is it's like Barry Sanders. I, people forget Barry Sanders would he'd lose yardage on three consecutive plays, like he and he'd be like three rushes for minus eight yards, and then the, then the fourth play he'd break an eighty yard or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Swift gives us that potential to break big plays, and that's what we need. Yeah, if he doesn't you, slow you, down, you got to keep handing him the ball. You have to. Yeah, I I kind of think uh, keep him in that fifteen to twenty range. While we have AP, you know, let him get get his use his legs out there. Let's keep Swift uh, fresh, mm-hmm. and then 
when uh, AP breaks down, we'll get uh, Bo Scarborough back on the roster. Where is the sleeve of carry on? I feel like we've totally I, I, forgotten about carry well, on. does his thing, but he's kind of a niche back right now. I, I personally think carry on. Yeah. I think carry on will come on. I, I expect him to get a few carries here and there. I, I think he's going to have one of those games here. He's got too much talent to not show up one of these games. Yeah, but it, he's going he off two right major knee injuries is the yeah. problem. True. Uh, so that, that's where the issue more lies. He, he's their best uh, pass blocker in the backfield. That's why yeah. we see him out there a lot. We need that. Um, and that's where Swift is probably not quite ready yet to really step into a full role because he's not, you know, he's still got to learn that at the pro level. Exactly. And I think that's why we weren't seeing him out there as much early in the season. Which I'm fine with. He's the kind of player you don't need to feed him the rock every play. He's an explosive player. So let me let me put it this way, uh to listeners here and Lions fans. Just uh you know, no preseason this year, right? So the first four games of this season were just like the preseason games. And now the real season starts and the Lions are one and oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patricia was just thrown off because his <laughs> clock is set around the, the phases, right? So, so yeah, so the Lions are one and oh, the Bears are one and oh, the Packers <laughs> are 0 and one, and the Vikings are 0 and one. Hey Z if you think the Lions are one and oh, what what kind of Kool-Aid are you drinking, man? Because <laughs> I've got the Dauntless, Dauntless Oktoberfest beer here, which is delicious. Oh, that's good. But I'm not having delusions. What are you What are you drinking there? Uh, just just some Gatorade. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking Glen Fittage 12-year-old scotch with some cheese from the cheese store in Frankenstein. Wow. Ooh, nice. Wow. Okay. I'm uh... cheddar, cheddar garlic. Going all out for the 100th. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I only went. Good. I went top shelf beer. I'm drinking a Labatt Blue. Uh, <laughs> All right. From the great Canadian. Honestly, yeah, you I'm can't find these in Chicago, so I picked hey. some up in Michigan. Here in Detroit, I, it's a it's a staple. So yeah, <laughs> I went. I went high end. I have a uh, Jewel vodka mixed with Cherry Diet Seven Up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Oh boy. Boy, it's impressive. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to brag. Sorry, guys. Well, I, can see, I can see him with a two-liter. You know, he pours some out and pours vodka in. Yeah. Where's the yellowtail? That's a Where's good idea, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, <laughs> actually, guys, since this is the 100th episode, we had a question of um, from James from Troy, one of our listeners, asking about Matt Patricia. Here it is. What up, Blue Kool-Aid fam? Congrats on 100 episodes. I just want to know, what are your thoughts on Matt Patricia staying until at least week 14? If we don't win at least a couple of these games coming up that are real winnable games, do you guys think he's probably going to get the boot if he takes maybe two losses out of the next four games? But uh, where and another thing, the defense that we had on Sunday, where was that two years ago? Did he just have a old playbook on a post-it note in his back pocket he found in the washer after two years? Where was this all along? I want to know. For a defensive coach to just out of nowhere bring all the bring the house on uh, Gardner Minshew, we need more of that. Come on. But uh, what are your thoughts? Does this game at all help uh, with Matt Patricia's cause, or are we going to need to see like three more wins in a row to change? You're going to need to see more. One oh, win yeah. after his record is doesn't do much for me. No, <laughs> yeah. I said this earlier. This but he's a, in the double digits. He's no, at ten wins. I now. said this oh. earlier. This is a stay of execution 11, right? game. This is a stay of execution. He still, if he loses this next one, he could just as easily be gone because this is that's another true. team that's not that's not doing great. 
And if he has any hopes of making a playoff push, you got to beat a team like the the Falcons that's down on, yeah. you know, even if they're a threat, he, you got to win. You got to come with that W. You're right, Connor. Sorry. It's amazing well. how if Swift had just caught that pass in week one, like our whole tone would be different. Like we'd be three oh, and I two. Know, right. Like, oh, yeah. um, good point. I guess my concern is we're still getting beat up by like better teams like Saints and the Packers. Mm. It still hasn't changed the fact that our defense up until this game was putrid. Yeah, I mean, yes. blowing huge leads. I and I and granted some of that's coaching philosophy that gets conservative at the wrong times. Mm-hmm. They're not rushing three as much anymore, so we might be seeing yeah. a change yeah. in defensive yep. philosophy. I'm glad you bring that up, Connor, because this game uh, against the Jaguars was the lowest amount of man man defense that the Lions played in the Patricia era. They only wow. played man 33% of the time in this 33? Yeah. Wow. That's Wasn't bad. that like 80% this, this week one or something? Stats. And they had four down 80. linemen a lot more. I don't have the stats what it was, but uh, they were talking about that and it gave your edge rushers a shot. You know, Aquara and, and uh, Trey, Trey Flowers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Minshew yeah. was getting beat up there a lot this week. He was. Oh, yeah. Nice. Unfor- I mean, unfortunately, Julian Aquara got hurt in this game, so... Uh, his his short. Yeah. I don't know when he's coming back. Oh but, no, uh, Julian! He, he, was, he only played five snaps in this game before getting hurt. Uh, so I don't know when he's going to come back. We're going to lose all his production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually too bad. The guy's really athletic. They didn't give him a shot I right agree. away. And I, I was yeah. kind of hoping to see more of him because he's kind of an exciting Same player. But I think we all were when you draft him in the third round. Though yeah. their other Aquara is promising this season, though he's he's playing pretty good football. So at least we got that going. Hey, but yeah, I agree. Definitely. Like he's he's I'm disappointed so far, but I still have high hopes for him. I just want to say what what you guys are saying. Does this get Patricia off the hook or whatever? What this game means? I think this game does mean a lot to the Lions. I don't think Patricia or the players are thinking about Patricia getting fired. I think they're just concentrating on winning. And I think mm. they've been trying to build this thing. I think teams really tight. Like they they love each other. They they believe in the coach, and it hasn't been working. But I think it's starting. They can start seeing it. You get these weaker teams, get a couple wins together, and I think it's just going to grow from there. They're going to their confidence. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. I agree and, yeah. And, and you know, to take that further, as far as Patricia though, he took this bye week and really, I think he did some real self reflection, and uh, he he looked at his defense, he looked at his team, and and we saw some really, like you said, thirty three percent man and stuff. He went. He he. I think he humbled himself a little bit and. I think that's just the team just fed on that, like you said. Like they they came they came together even more. Like they are they're fighting as a team now. Finally, that was the first real team effort we've seen all year. Um, so just uh, where the Lions stand in, uh, in the standings currently, um, they are eleventh place in the NFC. They are one game out or one and a half games out of the seventh spot. Remember, the seventh spot gets in the playoffs now, not the sixth. Uh, so yeah. the Cardinals and Rams are both four and two. Um, then the Lions trail the Saints, Panthers, 49ers, uh, who are sitting at three and three, except for the Saints, three and two. But uh, so the and the, look at the Lions. I I just love their schedule coming up. It's really oh, favorable. Yeah. It's a great schedule. We're at Atlanta, a team that just fired their coach, although they kicked Minnesota's ass. But Minnesota's got their own issues. Um, then they're home against the Colts, a very winnable game. Philip Rivers not looking uh, so great this year. Then at the Vikings, then home against the Redskins, then. At the Panthers, uh, an okay team. A lot of people didn't think much highly of them. Then the Texans, who also just fired their coach. And then it gets a little harder at the end of the season uh, on the road at Bears and the Packers, Titans, and Buccaneers. But uh, this but little stretch right here can really turn change the narrative in a hurry. 
Right. If we can start mowing through some of these worst teams, build up some confidence and momentum, it can help us pushing on to those better teams. So, yeah. I mean, this season is definitely not over yet by any means. So don't don't lose oh, no. faith, Lions fans. Come on. Keep it. Keep oh, yeah. No, it's just starting. Keep drinking man. that Kool-Aid <clears throat> while you can. So are we predicting right now, uh, Do we? are we still predicting that the Lions make the playoffs this year? That's a oh, good yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had them in the Super Bowl. That hasn't changed. So All their, right. their schedule is still really favorable. Like I can't ignore that. I just want to make sure the the, the Kool Aid's all still flowing here. It's, 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 it's oh, yeah. only five only five five weeks in. Six, I like, six weeks in. I like the progression of where this is going though. Like we started off with uh, since the bye week, we started with a really bad team in the Jaguars, and we handled handled the business, got it done, looked easy. Now we got a high powered offensive team in the Falcons and. We can let's see how we handle that. Then we get a high-powered defensive team, you know, before we start. And then we get the Vikings, who are just a hot mess. But like, it it builds a nice progression of how they have to continue to build on what they just did this last week. And so, I, I mean, none of these teams are perfect. So, opportunity galore. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, um, I think that's yeah. That that's all I had on my list for this game. Um, but I. I uh, wanted to wrap up this, uh, you know, this recap episode. It is our hundredth episode, so I just wanted to go around a, a little bit to you guys and just, uh, you know, we're hundred episode. Let's count down our hundred favorite memories of this up ep- record. This <laughs> <podcast. laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need more Kool Aid for that. Z. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, no, I just hope we go around each of us and just say uh, what we've liked about recording this so far and what uh, we, you know, we like. Uh, we look forward to continue recording this. Yeah. So I'll start. With, we'll start with you, Bob. Uh, um, just, uh, yeah, this is a- this is fun, man. We we got we got together to do this because we always like talking lions and uh and we just figured do it on a podcast which is great for people uh i think who are out of town and don't get to talk to to fans you know it, it's you could it's just like talking to your friends so it's been nice it's been fun and uh, i've enjoyed it yeah yeah rod dog yeah like bob says just like talking to friends it's like talking to friends because you're all my enemies actually no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, no this has been amazing i i I'm just glad we've have actually put the energy to do this. It's fun. You know, I love that we're the Kool-Aid drinkers. We're not a bunch, you know, we're not out here being all sour and dour like so many Lions like media is and, you know, we love the Lions. That's what this is about. And these are my favorite Lions fans on this pod, so this has great been great. UJ. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh like I said, I'm, I'm the elder statesman here, I guess, I suppose. I've been watching Lions for Very elder. the early 60s. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they've never won in, in my lifetime. But And for some strange reason, though, I, I hold out this great hope and faith that it's going to happen in my lifetime. And when it does, it's going to be amazing. And uh, I just – I never I never uh, don't enjoy talking about them. And, but I'm, I always talk from the perspective of hopefulness, you know, like – if, if this happens, if this happens, if this player does this, you know, if, if only this happens, we're going to be sure. there, man. I, I just know it. We're so close. I, every year people mock me because I say, this is the year, this is the year, you know, I'm like, everyone, all my friends know that I'm a diehard Lions fan. It's, it's, you know, ad nauseum almost, but because every year I'm making these same predictions, but you know, it's going to happen one of these years. I'm telling you. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's why drinking the booth is so important. It's all about faith. And you know, it, man, it's, we're being tested, but, 
man, I'm telling you, when it happens, it's going to be joyous and wonderful. <laughs> and, and it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be great. So I'm, I'm never going to give it up. I love the Lions. I, I love this podcast. And I thank you all your listeners for being out here and with us and just listening to our rantings and ravings. But uh, we love it. We love the Lions. We love you guys. And I, I hope this goes on for another 100, maybe a 1,000, maybe a million. <laughs> and what do you mean the Lions haven't won you, Jay? They won a playoff game in 1992, two months before I was, I was there. Born. Well, I wasn't there, but I remember. I think I'm the bad luck charm because they literally <laughs> have, they they won like two months before I was born, and then uh, they haven't won since. Right. So you, Jay, yeah. I might be the bad luck line. Well, well, look at it this child. way: they they what last championship was in 1957. Yes. Okay, I was born in '58. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you, you, wow. We need to take you guys out, I guess. Is that, Bobby Lane was it me. I don't know. But I don't want to claim credit. UJ, I thought you were going to insert like a Rick roll on us there for a second. Never going to give you up. Never gonna let you That's like we are. We're the Rick roll of the Lions. Never going to give them up. All right, Connor. Yeah, well, uh, UJ and Bob are pretty much responsible for the whole family loving the Lions. So. So thank you for that. But, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, everyone. It's every year. Thanks. <laughs> every, no, every year my friends are like Connor. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why do you support this team? Like, they've made you miserable. Like, what's the point? I'm like, well, there is a point. Like, we all know the point. Like, that's why we're here. We're on this pod. Like, it's all gonna pay off one day. And yes, this pod started at a rough time for the lions, you know, Patricia hasn't exactly given us a lot of wins to talk about, but it's good. We're going to get there. Like, like, ha- like it has been said. Um, and when Joe Buck's interviewing us at halftime of the super bowl, when Stafford's up 38 to 14, we're going to know we've arrived. That's when we're going to get our big network deals. And they're all, gonna <laughs> yeah. we'll be, you know, you Fox sports, oh. you know, is that big Z is going to oh, be so there. And, too late. UJ is going to be on CBS. It's going to pay off one day because <laughs> um, they'll see our predictions. They'll see that no one had us going to the Super That's Bowl, right. but us. So respect <laughs> right. a pod. Someday we'll That's have to go right. through to all those predictions and see how many wins we picked and how many losses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got. <laughs> Um, we're we're at least 11 and 25 and one in the Patricia era on our predictions. (laughs) Uncanny. (laughs) It is uncanny how our record reflects later. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, this has just been a lot of fun, uh, doing this. Uh, And like Connor was saying, uh, especially living in Chicago, you just get a ton of shit for being a Lions fan. And I wear, wear with no bigger badge of honor and pride than, uh, I do live in here, and uh, but just getting to meet uh, so many people too uh, from Michigan and stuff. It, it's it's awesome when you can walk down the street and you see like a Lions fan, just like instantly connect. Oh yeah, it's no I love that. there's no better feeling. Just a great connection um, because you know they they feel the same way too. It's it's a good community of people, and uh, there's a lot we we've, we've discovered all these blue Kool Aid drinkers out there as well. You know, you go on the media and and stuff uh, and the radio, and it's just like all. Oh, you know, negative and usually on them, but they, they just need some Kool-Aid. They, they need to bring some Kool-Aid to their studios up there uh, sometimes, but no, it's been a lot of fun. I also want to give a thank you to all the listeners. Uh, You know, we, when we first started this, we were just posting on Reddit and stuff uh, and they kind of expanded it out. We've had over 20,000 listens now um, in our hundred episodes. 
Uh, so that's been something really cool to see. Um, and also a big shout out to uh, Kid J, my brother Justin Zaccone as well. Yeah, yeah, um, Jay. Selfie made man on Instagram if you want to follow him, but yeah. uh, he he helps uh, edit a lot of these podcasts as well and does a really good job. He's and a real pro. Yeah, it, so. he can do your podcast uh, too, but he charges top dollar. Sworn, <laughs> and it's worth it. Yeah. Worth every penny. It is episode. worth it. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been a really fun uh, to host us and uh, you know come on here every week and talk about Detroit Lions uh, and kind of create a little, little community of Bukule drinkers. Uh, it's been really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know be, before we uh, head on this podcast, uh, we're going to be inserting here into this part of the podcast. We ask people on Instagram uh, and through various uh, forms of media to send in some voicemails. So I don't know if we're going to get everybody's, but we'll try to get them into this uh, part. Just uh, that wanted to be included on this episode. We said you can, you're more than welcome, so we're going to insert that here. Um, but... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, this is episode 100, number 100. Uh, so listen later this week for 101. It'll be even better than the last. And every episode we do after that will be better than the last. It gets better and better. Yeah. Um, but Instagram, Drinking the Bull Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe. Please leave a review on, of this podcast. We appreciate it, especially in the 100th. Come on, give us a big birthday present. Subscribe yeah. and leave a review. Huh? Yeah. Do it for the hundred, if anything else. Uh, <laughs> but we really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, for the hundredth time, as always, go, go Lions! Lions! It's a tough road being a Lions fan, but it's nice to listen to four guys who really get it. Drinking the blue Kool-Aid always picks me up when I'm down after a loss and always hypes me up after a big win. I love hearing their predictions for the next week as they're always so optimistic. Keep up the great work, guys. Drinking the blue Kool-Aid, 100 episodes strong. Thank you for keeping the Kool-Aid flowing about a Lions Super Bowl. Go Lions! Hey, blue Kool-Aid gang. This is Colton. Congrats on the 100th episode. Super proud of you guys. Happy 100th episode, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. You guys are the best. Thanks for keeping the spirit alive for the Detroit Lions, baby. Hey, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid crew. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Looking forward to many more. Hello, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Just wanted to say it's been a hell of a three years, and congratulations on 100 episodes. The entire team's combination of charisma, confidence, expertise, and Kool-Aid has just been phenomenal. I actually moved to California in 2018 when you guys first started the pod, and there are not many Lions fans down here, so listening to the pod made it a lot more bearable as a Lions fan. Keep up the great work, and I just wanted to shout out a shout out to Rut Dog, whose uh, jokes and puns sometimes go unnoticed. We're noticing them, and they're hilarious. Go Lions! Hey guys, Steve coming at you from Central Michigan up here by Mount Pleasant. Just wanted to wish you guys a congratulations on 100 episodes. That's awesome. Been a long-time listener. Love the upbeat, optimistic atmosphere of everything. Week in, week out, man. Uh, May everyone's pitchers be full of that blue Kool-Aid. Keep drinking. Congratulations. Woo! Field, a charging team that will not yield. 
And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.